0: the batman universe commentaries brought to you by the batmanuniverse.net join the staff of the batman universe as we watch another exciting incarnation of the cape crusader from his extensive media library
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Batman Universe Special's Animated Commentaries. This time, we're bringing you Batman Gotham Knight, and I have with me... This is Nick. And
2: this is Zach.
1: And we're going to jump right into Batman Gotham Knight. So, get everything ready, and in the count of three, we're going to go to and hit play. One, two, three. All right, so the first thing I got to note is this is actually the first... Batman movie that has the Warner Premiere logo in it, which is not really that relevant, but I find it quite interesting. It doesn't have the normal Warner Brothers uh, intro. Yeah, no. No Bugs, Bugs
0: Bunny.
2: Bunny.
0: Yeah, means they're they're really serious this time.
2: Yeah, I don't think Bugs Bunny would fit the start of this film. Now I'm quite looking forward to this one because I think there's quite a lot to talk about here. Uh, I think this film gets a lot of uh, criticism, and I think some of it's deserved, but I also think it's got some great moments that a lot of people forget about.
0: Yeah, I would agree. I think... I really like it for its uniqueness, that it was really uh, something different. I think the way how it was marketed at the time I think really hurt this film.
2: Here comes some familiar music.
0: Yeah, this was the old intro to the... uh, Comicast, wasn't it?
2: Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yep, Comicast was.
1: Good music.
0: And I must add that compared to the Batman Beyond soundtrack, uh, <laughs> this actually has a very good soundtrack, I think. <laughs> but it's also three different composers.
2: Yeah, what I liked about this film was. We've got a lot of different sort of styles of animation to talk about here. With all the, was it a lot of different directors doing each short story or was it... Yep. Uh, each, yeah. each, each short story was a different director
1: and I believe it was different animation for each one as well or at least a different animator.
0: Yeah. I actually knew very little about this movie when it uh, was coming out. I remember starting to watch this and I remember thinking to myself... What in the hell is this? Um, yeah, and I, it wasn't necessarily like the anime style, but I think like the uh, the backgrounds throughout look really fantastic in this segment, and uh, I think it had more to do with the uh, character designs because mm. they are uh, I don't they're just they're a little odd to me. I don't know. I I never really got into this.
2: Yeah. And uh, this story in particular reminds me of one, I can't remember the name of the episode, but there's one from the animated series where there's kids describing uh, Batman and yep, the, how, he, how he appears. Do you know what the name of it is? Yeah, The Legends of the Dark Knight. Right, yeah, that's it, that's it. And, uh, and I thought this was a bit of an homage to that episode, actually.
0: Now, I believe this character is named the uh, Man in Black which the last time I checked was a smoke monster. But uh, anyway, <laughs> I always thought that... Uh,
2: Five minutes. Five <laughs> minutes for the first Lost Reference.
0: Uh, could be like a member of the uh, League of Assassins or League of Shadows or something like that. And here is the Batman smoke monster.
1: And what's interesting is the uh, the Batman actually reminds me of the Batman that appeared in... Uh, a variety of graphic novels. One of them was The Crimson... Crimson Knight. I believe it was a vampire series where Batman is fighting Dracula.
0: Artwork by Kelly Jones, probably. Probably. Yeah. Crimson Mist, I think, is what the name of it is.
2: I don't really like the look of Batman in this... in this, uh, short story. I think he looks very odd. He looks very out of shape.
0: He looks, uh... He kind of looks... He looks very sick. Yeah. He's kind of got, like, this grey, green tone going on. He looks old. But
2: I like the idea of him sort of disappearing and reappearing. You know, as as in... We've seen Christian Bale in, for instance, some of his films where he comes out of the shadows and disappears. I quite liked the way they did that as some sort of mystical character, but we all know really what's going on.
0: Yeah, and... and and does Batman have a nose?
2: <laughs> Budget constraints. Yeah,
0: I, I think a lot of these people
2: don't have noses, <laughs> yeah, though. That's true.
0: John Locke had a nose, so that's why I asked.
1: <laughs> I really like the uh, the cityscapes that they show.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah, I, I think, think they're that's far all... more impressive than the characters. Yes yeah you can tell that there's a lot more detail that goes into that
0: yeah this is very bo- odd like body types where they're they have like these stubby legs and like these real long upper bodies
2: Big stomachs
0: yes
1: I do find it interesting how every single one of the villains looks exactly the same
0: yeah. I love that guy's voice, and I believe (laughs) that's the same guy who voiced Superman in the Justice League Unlimited series. George Newbern, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, that was the name, yeah.
0: And there is Man Bat, Batman.
2: Another strange one. Yeah. I, I must admit, I don't think this is a great story to start the film off with. <laughs> I think there were better ones, and this should have been put in the middle somewhere.
0: Or you know, I, th- I think it would have been, yeah, or like a nice closing. Um, because generally, all the other stories kind of, you know, it's a similar, at least, kind of Batman character. These are all just really wild, different interpretations, which I think was kind of was kind of cool, and I like the way that they use the kids to, you know, think that what they saw was Batman. Now this yeah. this was quite that was quite <laughs> shocking for me when I saw it. <laughs> uh, and then that, that little girl had me. I mean, she.
2: See, one of the the biggest problem with this was the fact Warner Brothers decided to sell it as a bridge between the two Nolan films. And that instantly made a lot of fans think this is some sort of continuity. There's going to be a lot of details that we need to pay attention to that are going to pay off when you go and see The Dark Knight in a few months. And they started off by showing off Batman with wings and Batman as a smoke monster. And I think instantly fans were like, hang on a second, this isn't this isn't Chris Nolan's thing this is c- completely different they just lied I wonder if Chris Nolan watched this
1: you know when yeah, it did he have out, any
2: input but... at all yeah.
1: well not even that I mean I, I just wonder if he ever watched and was just thinking to himself why are they marking this as something that's inside my 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 universe
2: yeah he probably just watched his first story and then switched it off <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I do think this this film gets better don't worry
0: And uh, I must say that uh, that guy is one hell of a swimmer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But talking about this being a bridge, I think that's where a lot of the criticism for this movie comes from because it wasn't what uh, it was marketed as.
2: Exactly. I mean, I think they just misled a lot of people with that. Right.
1: I love the slang that these kids use. You both are floating.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> now this this is my uh, this is actually my least favorite segment of the bunch. Just because uh, I actually like the way that this starts out, but when we see Batman as a, a robot i guess i uh
2: i just I don't know i think it's the most realistic uh, version of the three
0: yeah but but it almost makes i mean we don't know enough, but it makes him not not human or not not real in some way, which is maybe what this is an odd odd bat plane as well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rather large.
1: It looks like uh, an avatar plane.
0: Yeah.
2: First line for uh, Kevin Conroy then.
0: And I have to ask, were you guys okay with Kevin Conroy doing the voice? in all of these segments. I mean, I understand why they did it. I mean, they couldn't obviously have a, a guy do a voice for every single one of these stories that, you know, obviously probably would have been too expensive. But I just think sometimes there are some segments later on where he, his voice kind of doesn't fit, maybe.
1: See, the thing that I guess I had the biggest problem with was the fact that Kevin Conroy, who we were so used to doing, you know, the the bruce tim animation style vo- f- the voice for that and then we get it in this this was the first time he did anything that wasn't you know something that was based off of bruce tim's work i think it was kind of discerning in a way because it just wasn't what we were used to
2: but couldn't you say the same thing about arkham asylum and and you know I, I, that worked perfectly fine for me and that was quite a different but see, I, I think-
1: I think, the, I think the big difference between Arkham Asylum and something like this is that Arkham Asylum at least isn't... Uh, I think it's really more of the style of the art. Because this is more anime style, That's I think that's the major problem.
0: And Arkham Asylum being written by Paul Dini to me, I think those characters sure. fee, feel very familiar. They They're very similar to the ones in the animated series. Even though they look very different. And I just want to go on record as stating that this is my favorite variation of Batman in (laughs) this story.
2: In this this story. Yeah, definitely.
0: It's traditional. Call me old fashioned. Sorry.
2: Although again, he looks like he's got a bit of a gut on him. (laughs) But I mean, for me, I also must admit it feels a little strange with Kevin Conroy. Um, I mean, I remember there were rumours that Christian Bale might step in and do the voice for this uh, while they were making the film, and again, you know, making people think this was some sort of bridge between the two films. And um, I think that would have been even more off-putting having Christian Bale in the role. But um, you know, everybody I, I don't just think... makes
0: fun of his Batman voice, anyway. So. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it it was a sort of a combination of obviously Warner's got Kevin Conroy to try and sell the thing and uh, and it didn't quite fit with the with the animation but I think it was nice to have him involved with the project alright thank god that story's over with
1: I think Batman would have gave him something as a thank you
0: Now this was written by uh Greg Rucca, I believe. Which explains the uh introduction of the Crispus Allen character, I think, having written him so much in Gotham Central, along with Ed Brubaker.
2: Ah, oh, right.
0: And I have to say that uh I really dislike his involvement in this story, just because he's constantly whining the entire time and it just gets really annoying at some point.
2: There's some more uh, familiar music. Yeah. Oh, yeah. True. Isn't this the cop who, uh, in one version of Batman, becomes Clayface? No. No? No. Oh. Oh. Getting confused. She,
0: uh, her name's Anna Ramirez. Ah,
2: right, yes, from The Dark Knight. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I think they were doing that because I think if if this would have just been something, I guarantee that would have been Reme- Rene Montoya right there.
1: Yeah, especially working with Christmas. Island. Right, I mean... A lot of people say that the character of Anna Ramirez is supposed to be Rene Montoya.
0: Ah, so maybe we will see the question in The Dark Knight Rises. No? No takers there?
2: <laughs> wouldn't mind him, wouldn't mind him.
0: I also don't buy that this hippie looking guy was the man in black in the previous segment wreaking all that havoc.
2: So. Yeah.
0: I also think that if this would have been a a bridge between the two films that Gordon would have been much more involved. Yeah. than he yeah. really is in this film.
1: I mean, it's great to introduce these other characters, but I think honestly, I think the bridge thing was more of a marketing scheme than anything else because there's very little to do with
0: right. You know, a,
2: a bridge between the two. There was even just continuity that didn't make sense like the two gangsters fighting each other and then suddenly in the Dark Knight they're best mates and they're working yeah. together just yeah. things like that that didn't make sense Now is this got uh, is this maybe where the idea for Arkham City came from? Cuz isn't isn't Arkham Asylum uh, suddenly become the entire wasn't it the Narrows from Batman Begins is now just Arkham Asylum?
1: Well, I don't I don't think it's entire Arkham Asylum. I think it was just there's a lot of people still loose in uh the Narrows.
0: Look at the bridge in this scene. Yeah, and then shortly we will see, arguably the one of the largest bridges.
1: (laughs) Ever look at that?
2: (laughs) I think the art style is a lot more impressive in this this story for me. Um, I agree. Yeah. I think the, the Asylum looks good. Characters in particular look a lot better. Um, it's got a Except much more interesting feel to it.
0: Except for all the uh, inmates look like zombies.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, uh... Stepped out of Walking Dead. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what, you should, what they should have done if this was really a bridge? Is introduced the Joker somehow doing some sort of small mob boss or even setting up for the the bank robbery and that would have been interesting
0: well that was something else that I was going to ask was about you know this being a timeline I always wonder if this movie would have benefited a lot more from a Joker story because I think in some way people were probably expecting one especially with the way Batman Begins ends And then we all knew the Joker would be in the Dark Knight. And, you know, I'm fine that this does not have the Joker, but I think it would have helped it out. And I think that one of the problems that this movie has is that there are no major villains that really make an appearance, which I think disappointed some fans.
2: You are right. He does complain a lot. Yeah. How many times has he said the word that, vigilante?
0: But I like how then, he says it. <laughs> <I do have laughs> vigilante.
1: Vigilante. Yeah. The the one thing to keep in mind is that's how Crispus Allen was in the the comics, though, too. He, he complained a lot about the vigilantes, and then when he became one, that's what made it an interesting concept.
0: Right. Which I, I guess you can't blame Rucka for being true to that that characterization
1: yeah
2: this film actually reminds me of uh, another film that was in a similar sort of vein Uh, did you guys ever see the animatrix yeah yeah that was sort of a series of short films uh I think that was leading up to the Matrix 2, I think. Maybe number three, I can't remember. But um, that also went quite anime style, had some stories that really didn't work. I thought it had a couple that were excellent. And um, I thought the Animatrix was actually quite a good experience, mostly because there was continuity from that bleeding into, uh, uh, into the films.
0: Yeah, I never saw it, but... Uh... I don't really like to talk about anything matrix related matrix. after the first after the first movie. Yeah. Like,
1: they kind uh, of try to exploit that for all it was worth after the first one. Yeah.
2: Kinda like this. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> But you see, I'd rather... I think this film's better than something like the you know, Superman, Batman, Public Enemies, something like that. Just, I think there's a bit more going on. I think on any and...
0: film is better than that. But... <laughs> yeah,
2: so, you know, it's not the worst film in the world. There's definitely right. some really good positives in it.
0: I always love this scene because no one ever seems to run out of bullets. Yeah. And I also got a comment... The Russian
2: looks so different to how he does in The Dark Knight.
0: I also have to say, that, how dumb are these guys? They're, it's 2008 and they're... It's like civil war style of fighting. Like they're just standing there right in front of each other sh- shooting off like I don't know. and no Batman movie would complete be complete without the use of a rocket launcher.
2: Of course not.
0: Yeah.
1: See, that was probably actually the bridge moment there, showing the rocket launcher, so we all know that rocket launchers exist in Gotham City. Yeah,
0: yeah. some foreshadowing. I, I actually really love Batman's look in this one, because he just looks so so big, so powerful. Mm. So much music bigger goes than everybody well, else. Yeah, well, music's yeah. good. won't find any out of place. Club music playing <laughs> during any of these scenes. The
1: thing that really makes no sense is you know, Anna Ramirez is going on and on about being an honest cop and she ends up being one
2: of the bad ones. True. More more excellent continuity there. I just I'm not even sure if the guys who made this film saw the saw the Dark Knight, you know. I think that's that was the case. I think they might have just got a couple of characters and Maybe told by Warner Brothers, use these characters. They weren't really told what was going on in the Dark Knight, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think they had any
1: idea what was going to happen.
2: (laughs) No. It's a zombie Salmarone.
0: He looks like he just got over to Arkham. Yeah. Especially
1: since, uh, again, she works for Maroni. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <So.
0: laughs> this is how they first met.
2: Not quite sure. but well, Batman coming through the fire does look pretty cool, I have to say. It does,
0: yeah. I think and I think Moroni's being a little unreasonable here when he just expects him to stand there in the fire. I mean that's gotta be really hot. <laughs>
2: Hopefully that'll stop uh, that guy from complaining.
0: Well, that would be the idea. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's learned his lesson. He can trust the vigilante.
2: Now, apparently Will Friedle is in this short film uh, as uh, Anton. And, of course, Will Friedle is famous for playing Terry McGinnis.
0: Well, Lucius Fox is uh, voiced by Kevin Michael Richardson, who also voiced the Joker on the uh, the Batman TV series, which I know so many were fond of that interpretation.
2: Yeah, <laughs>
1: Now, see, with this, uh, at least I, I can actually see uh, Bruce Wayne actually more with the voice of Kevin Conroy in this one. I don't know why, but a little bit
2: more. A little bit more than the other ones. See, this is
0: actually the one where I think he doesn't fit, maybe. Um, He's
2: very young, obviously, because right. that's the time setting. But, um, yeah, I would also agree. I think it looks a little bit odd compared to Kevin Conroy's Bruce Wayne
0: but I also think that you know talking about this being kind of like a Nolan verse film uh, this is a very like Nolan moment between Bruce and Lucius
2: like... is it just me or is that Batmobile kind of like a uh, combination of Burton's 89 Batmobile with like, at the back and then the front is a tank Yep.
1: yeah it's like a combination between the two yeah
2: if I remember rightly I think this is the strangest looking Batman in this story it looks like a shark
0: Yes yeah, his, uh, his suit almost looks like it's made of plastic or something,
2: yeah Lucius is a pretty good shot yeah. Maybe Morgan Freeman will. Kick some ass in uh Dark Knight rises.
0: I would I would really like to see that.
2: <laughs> I think you could have like a team up, Morgan Freeman and uh Michael kane
0: Well would I've <laughs> well, you heard? I Michael think Cain with, I
2: Michael Cain with Kane with a golf club and uh, Morgan Freeman with a gun.
0: No, give Michael kane that shotgun he used in Get Carter. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah.
0: I think the ultimate showdown uh, would be Morgan Freeman versus Samuel Jackson.
2: <laughs> yeah, throw the Rock in there as well.
0: It's Dwayne Johnson. Sorry, doesn't go by the Rock anymore. He's a movie star now. <laughs>
2: Now, this bit is where um, we actually start getting a bit of continuity, not with The Dark Knight, but with some of the other short stories. And this I found a bit more impressive, because there are elements from each story from about here onwards that combine towards the end. Yeah. I think the other
1: thing that's quite interesting about this one specifically is we do get that Lucius Fox element that you know we saw in Batman Begins. We see it more in Dark Knight. Uh interesting curve on the ball.
2: <laughs> I
0: and mean, this is a Warner Brothers film, maybe Bugs Bunny was under with the magnet space the jam ball, like he was in Space Jam.
2: Love that movie. I think this sort of scene might put a few people off. Just the idea of Bruce Wayne playing golf might bore a few people. But um, if you pay attention, the stuff that they're saying becomes relevant later on.
0: I have to comment. Billionaire Bruce Wayne looks like he's playing with wooden golf clubs. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bit odd to me.
2: I think Bruce Wayne's being a little bit petty there. He decides, yeah, the
0: your, I don't like you very much. So I'm going to send
2: I don't like you very much. I'm going to send your golf club into the trees. Yeah, I get that he wants to get the guy's phone, but
1: that was a little like, why would the phone have, or why would the golf club have gone that far? <laughs>
2: we have also got a very different Sam Moroni here, who is in the dark Knight, seems to be a pretty calm and considered guy, obviously a ruthless one. But here we've just got this typical stereotypical guy just yells at his goons. Yep. It's one of the strangest cows that I've ever seen Batman in, to be honest,
0: yeah, but you know it's I kind of like it because to me it's it's very different, but it has a lot of kind of that like the classical um like Batman year One sort of look to it, I think
1: it's I also know. very practical too, yeah. I don't even, I can't even comprehend how Bruce Wayne would have thought to himself, yes, a thing that deflects bullets. This is a great idea. Yeah. The bullets have to go somewhere.
2: Yeah.
0: I will say, though, like, during that fight scene, Batman seems to move very stiff.
2: A pretty good line there by the Russian. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that ca- that cow makes him look like lemony snicket.
0: <laughs> that was that's an interesting comparison.
1: do you see doctors just standing outside of the hospital
2: having a fag (laughs) I'm guessing a lot of doctors smoke in Gotham
0: Get
1: the lighting. He's got some me. big eyes.
2: <laughs> this art style doesn't seem that different from the last one. And uh, is it just me, or, or does Gotham look quite... The, the backgrounds, like we were talking about earlier, seem fairly similar. It's the the characters that seem to change quite often
0: yeah i think this one's a little um a little moodier
2: that's a pretty good line too mm Yeah, that wasn't too bad a story. I think that was a fairly good one. So, In Darkness Dwells, next. Written by David Goyer, who surely must have known a little bit about what was going on in the Dark Knight, considering he co-wrote it.
1: We would hope so. Now, see this little intro right here? This is actually a live wallpaper on Android phones. Just have to say that. This is it's what they used time. for the
2: trailer, wasn't it, mostly? Yep. Why is he hunched over like that? Look like at <laughs> A really uncomfortable position.
0: <laughs> He's playing jacks or something. This <laughs> tiny shoe. Yeah. <laughs> now this is this is my um I think this one has the most interesting Animation.
2: The characters look a lot more like they do in a comic book, actually, I think. Yeah. Of course, K- Killer Croc is going to. Uh, this is a reference to Killer Croc in The Dark Knight Rises coming back. Tom Hardy. Well, if we see uh, Killer Croc a bit later, I think you'll realize it's going to take a lot of makeup to make Tom Hyde look (laughs) like that. Goyer was planting seeds way back in this movie. Yeah. What happened to the uh, black guy's glasses?
0: He got contacts. (laughs) Upgrade. Now, I really love that entrance. Like I was kind of <laughs> expecting him to come out from that statue or from that corner over there, and he just kind of pops out of nowhere.
2: Yeah. Gordon's pretty good at uh, spotting Batman, isn't he? Right. Well, he is a detective. Yeah.
0: I think this kind of is, though, you know, kind of reiterating that that mutual respect and trust that they have each other for each other. Um,
2: sorry, did you say de- degrading?
0: No, reiterating.
2: Oh, reiterating, sorry. Yeah.
0: Now, that, that is the one odd moment. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't really know. He's
2: certainly that uh, smoke, smoke batman. <laughs>
0: right.
2: It's like the genie in the lamp suddenly just went down the hole. Weird.
0: This is, this is a cyborg Batman. <laughs> <laughs> the robot Batman from the beginning too. Yeah. This is incorporating all the elements from the first story into one.
2: I think these sewers look pretty good. Yeah. Again, the, the backgrounds, the settings look fantastic. No, see, I think out of the Batmans we've had so far, this one looks the best to me.
0: This is also, this this scene with the homeless guy is, it, it's very reminiscent to me of in Batman Begins where he gives the guy's coat and then he sees him again. Yep. It seems like Goyer was kind of reincorporating that.
2: Is that yep. Do you reckon that's meant to be the guy who, who had the coat? Well, if it's not, it sure looks like him. It's, it's I never liked that bit in Batman Begins, to be honest, because I never understood why was that that guy was outside the uh, restaurant when Bruce Wayne got kicked out by the by Falcone. Fine, that's fine. He gives him his coat, but then suddenly, like a couple of years later, the same guy is wearing the same coat outside uh, where there's this big drug deal going down, and Batman just happens to see him there. Never made sense to me.
0: But you don't like the nice coat line? (laughs) See, that. I'm afraid afraid not. uh, See, that made it all worth it for me.
2: Do you know I reckon that was one of David Goya's lines, so we thought, you know what? I'll bring that guy back.
0: Yeah.
2: I do like
1: that gas mask, though. Yeah. Yeah.
0: This is where the sewers go from looking like sewers to like this underground flooded mausoleum or something like that. Yeah. uh,
2: Do you say that fast three times? Epidermalimic hypercamatosis. Yeah. I don't
0: think I I got that
2: 100% (laughs) right, but.
1: You know that looks more like a monster than some guy with a uh, condition.
0: Yeah.
2: You mean epitome him like a <laughs> toaster?
0: <laughs> the interesting thing, too, you know, we were talking about no major villains. This is really the only story that incorporates, you know, bigger villains. It, uh, Killer Croc and then we see Scarecrow shortly. Yeah. But the best way I can describe this story to me is like this weird Batman acid trip or something just
2: yeah gets a bit odd
0: yeah
1: it almost as if it killer crack
0: like deflated <laughs> yeah. he's, he's probably drowning now he's a little
2: I no, I, I quite head. liked this moment with scarecrow I'm not sure I like the look of him. But I like this idea of him with his own little army. Yeah. What I
1: can't understand about this is how did he get an army? Like, his thing is that he, he, makes, he makes people scared by using this fear gas. But what does that have to do with people following him? Mm.
2: Why would you want to follow him? Yeah.
0: Yeah. The thrill of it. And
2: what all. is up with these sewers? Is that...
0: Yeah, like, I feel like Indiana Jones should be walking around down there or something, <laughs> yeah. looking for it something. It feels like the, temple of, the yeah.
2: temple of Doom in the sewers. Now... Is this probably the best uh, fight sequence in the film?
0: Uh, I like it. I like yeah. it a lot. music works yeah, it's, well. it's pretty
2: good. It's good animation. They do make it seem like
1: Batman doesn't even have to try to take these people out. No. Well, Which, when is he... he wouldn't have to. He really wouldn't have to try that hard to take these people out who are all drugged up anyway. Yeah,
2: and the scarecrow is not the hardest. Yeah. But, um... That's the, that's one criticism that Nolan's films seem to get a bit is when has he had a real tough physical confrontation? I know this isn't a Nolan film, but I'm just saying it's not been in really in any of those two live action films.
0: Yeah, I guess that is that is interesting, but
2: well, I think Nolan tries to make it more intellectual and there's more to it than just a physical confrontation.
1: There's a slight problem with this uh, thought because with all those pipes coming down, someone would have to get hit by them and then die.
0: The pipes look rather massive, too, in certain Yeah. Moments.
2: Considering in the previous film he was upset when a mobster got shot in the arm, he's yeah. not too worried about drowning 20 of Scarecrow's henchmen.
0: I, I think that's a cool bit there.
2: Yeah, with the flying scythe yeah scarecrow would look a lot scarier with a scythe
0: Now, the water in the sewer looked pretty disgusting, and all of a sudden, when it Schumacher comes out, it's ocean water. just beautiful blue.
1: That uh, that giant head reminds me of the Burton movies as well as well as the Schumacher. The <laughs> giant naked statues. I think that was a <laughs> remnant from the but Schumacher. So- <laughs> yes, yeah, someone knocked them down, and they ended up in the sewer. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah.
0: no more giant car chase scenes on the arm of a.
2: Yeah, I like this bit where sort of, Batman... Yeah. Maybe rejects, next time. projects uh, some help. He looks a little I odd. I think that, right? that whole final sequence is pretty good in that that, that bit. regarding uh, Disregarding the Scarecrow part.
1: See, I think that would have been a good ending one. To play that one at the end. Yeah, kind of the yeah, way, they, the, they,
0: the way that it they closes. Was,
2: yeah, the, the order of the film is was really bad. What's the name of this one? Working Through
1: the Pain. pain. One thing they they did was they really played up this fear gas, but then it was completely useless when it came to the Dark Knight because fear gas had really nothing to do with it.
0: I think Mm. maybe the only reason why this scene comes after the previous segment was because there's a so line where he yeah, says, I work through pain. Through the pain,
2: yeah. <laughs> It's
0: like, geez, sorry for asking, Batman. Yeah.
2: I think they were really keen on that idea of people don't know what Batman looks like. They've just heard of him. Is he a monster? Is it, you know What is he? Um, no one's seen him. And that was, I think, something that a lot of directors with these short films were keen to play up a lot.
0: I think this is probably though the best character-driven story. Um, oh,
2: is this the one where he's being trained right? How to work through pain, I guess. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think
0: it, it's more. It, it kind of deals more in the the more Batman classical Batman themes, and it's much more, more traditional than the other ones.
2: And it it deals with something that has, has amazingly not been touched on a lot what bruce did uh prior to becoming batman you know on his travels and maybe that would have been a a good setting for the whole film what happened prior to batman begins you know before he became the dark knight and um it, it just seemed that they were unsure entirely where to set this film you know here there should we make this a bridge should we make this just a random set of short stories i don't think they ever had Focus, and they should have uh, worked on that a bit more. Yeah, I
1: think the biggest problem was I'm sure this film was in production probably before the Dark Knight was even happening. So yeah, I'm sure it was difficult to even link up and say, okay, so we're gonna have this, we're gonna take this part which will be in the Dark Knight and use that. I, I mean, there's there's some things like you know the character Vana Ramirez, but there's not very many things that have anything to do with what happened ends up happening in the Dark Knight.
0: Mm. and I like the idea that you suggested of them doing something that takes place while he was gone I think you know we would love to see that but I think a lot of people would not well, want to watch it, a Batman, no Batman movie right? yeah. they know where Batman doesn't show up
2: yeah I suppose so See for me, I wasn't I don't remember particularly enjoying these flashback moments too much. Um, I really enjoyed I think the best moments of the film for me were those moments we saw of him as Batman struggling, and I know there's a there's a sequence where he finds a pile of guns, and that one in partic- that moment in particular really stood out to me. Is it just me, or does he look a little bit emo in this this flashback?
0: And he's sporting some facial hair as well.
2: Well, you know, he's he's an American tourist. He's chilled out. He's trying to find himself.
0: I wouldn't be too proud of that facial hair, though. It doesn't look like <laughs> no. it's coming in too, too good. I think, though, this is very, like, this whole little bit here is very kind of Indiana Jones-like with that snake. Scene, and then he's got this guy talking to him that's reminds me a little bit of like Sala.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Now, this woman's name is Cassandra, she also wears a wedding ring.
1: funny thing is uh, Bruce stated that he's been waiting for months to be trained and it took months for this guy to even possibly think oh yeah uh, there's this other chick who can train you too
0: nobody likes her but you know
2: Alfred with a very small partner.
1: It reminds me of uh, in Batman Begins when Alfred shows up with the car.
2: Mm, I really like that moment too.
0: Yeah. Because I think that was kind of one of the first times where we ever saw, you know, Bruce needing Alfred to kind of save him.
1: Yeah. Which
0: I think really played up his significance.
1: Instead of a guy who just sits in the back cave and serves him dinner. Yeah.
0: Or, or makes him dinner, but then he doesn't.
2: Yeah, how much did uh, you know Michael Goff ever have to do as Alfred other than make food?
0: Well, I think that's really unfortunate. Or die
2: in Batman and Robin.
0: I think Michael Goff is a was a really talented actor who just kind of got underused. Yeah. Much like a lot of those those characters mm. at the time, you know. I was never too fond of Pat Hingle as Commissioner Gordon but
2: No, yeah, that was another character they sort of overlooked really.
0: She's been sitting there a long time. <laughs> Why does every spiritual training moment always have to involve the hot coals? I mean, I...
1: but normally it takes place on a beach near a volcano. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Brian Azarello actually wrote this one. Um, I think he did a pretty good job.
0: Yeah, and it's kind of... It's not, you know... It, that's always been surprising me because it's not really a traditional kind of Azarello story. No. But that was one of the things I did like about this movie is that they actually brought in, you know, comic book writers and things that, you know, had at the time were with dealing were writing in the Batman comics frequently
2: Hmm. but I mean just what's the relevance of these of this flashback I mean yeah
1: it just seems like they're giving too much back history of a character that is not very important
2: no.
0: No. Yeah.
2: If anything, keep her mysterious, you know. Create create a bit of intrigue. Um Why don't you walk away? They're throwing stones at you. you <laughs> just stand there and <laughs> taking it. She she stands around and doesn't move
0: very much. Yeah. She just stares.
2: Why didn't you move? Uh, Because this is where I belong. (laughs) Really? (laughs) They just chuck stones at you. According to who? Who who (laughs) thinks you belong here? No no one else does. Now, I think this is the great moment for me with Batman in this sort of dump. Not, Not a lot is said, but so much is conveyed through the animation And this is what makes Gotham Knight you know, it gives it an extra star or two for me.
1: Yeah, that's true.
2: Oh no. We're we're back with the flashbacks again. who uh, spoke to us? sounded like he was Irish
0: (laughs) (laughs) the guy behind him looked like he was wearing a pearl necklace
2: (laughs) Bruce has had a shave
1: I find it interesting how she tells him not to to go in and do anything or not to be involved and does it anyway
0: He's just so stubborn.
2: Great. So we so Bruce Wayne beat up some uh, Asian thugs when he was a teenager. Awesome. was so worth knowing.
0: And an excessive amount of blood splattered <laughs>
2: <laughs> How long do you reckon it took uh, Kevin Conroy to do all of this? I reckon it was like a day. I mean, he really he doesn't have that many lines, does he? Yeah. Probably took a day for him to say hypochondriac for whatever, and then a day for the rest of it.
0: That is interesting. I really I wonder, you know, with these actors who have been most, mostly voice acting their entire career, how much time it really takes them to to do these things.
2: Mm
1: I'd be more curious to know how much they get paid to do these
0: things. Yeah. Be, maybe. <laughs> but I'd, Kevin Conroy gets a good rate. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm pursuing the wrong career. You
2: definitely have the voice for it, Zach. Oh, thank you. Now then, as I we said, we're back in the dump, and this uh, Batmobile here... That is... Also back uh Tim Burton. It, it is the Tim Burton one, isn't it? Yeah. Although in the previous story, we had a combination. I find it quite interesting how Alfred is just like, Sir, come on, I, I just drove up in the Batmobile. There's nobody around to see me. And I'd also have the strength to lift you out of a, uh, of a dump. It's got a bit of an abrupt ending, though, that one.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I was
2: expecting more there.
0: But then um, it kind of does carry over into this story.
2: Yeah. And we're now onto the uh, the final story already.
0: Quite the chin. Quite the chin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you just they couldn't do it. They couldn't go the whole movie without showing that crime alley moment. Of course. That drives me nuts.
1: I do think the I think personally I think the animation is really, really good in this one. Probably the best out of all of them.
2: I'm not sure about the faces. But I like I mean this detail of him of Deadshot loading the gun is great. But the fa- that face of Bruce for me doesn't doesn't do it. See
1: I don't mind the face because it it you know, it has some shadows and stuff,
2: but that's how it really would be. Mm. Bruce has got three treadmills. why does Alfred use one of them
1: and then he's got one for his dog
2: yeah well it's amazing how Alfred looks so much different but sounds exactly the same and yes here we go we've got uh, the gun collection has returned from the previous story and we'll see a bit more of uh, other stories coming into this one
0: I believe uh, David McCollum voices Alfred throughout these segments. Who's uh who's David McCollum? You don't know who David McCollum is. You ever watch <laughs> the uh, man from Uncle?
2: Oh yes, yeah, yeah, of course.
0: Yeah. He's also on uh he plays that Doctor on N C I S and Or not yeah. At, yeah NCIS. Yeah,
1: yeah Ducky. Yeah. I just think the detail in this one is so much better than the other ones.
2: Yeah, I love this uh, this sniper shot. It's great.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Another thing that's quite interesting is Deadshot in the comics was portrayed is portrayed quite differently. Mm. But uh, in a recent episode of Smallville, there was Deadshot made an appearance, and it was almost as if his uh, his costume or his get up was uh, based off of how he appears in this show or in this movie
2: yeah I think Deadshot could be a possible Nolan villain the only problem is there's just not a lot to him other than being an excellent marksman
0: yep well, I think he could he could be brought in as kind of a like a gun for hire
2: hmm he could easily be someone that um You know, I'd quite like the idea of perhaps the first ten minutes of The Dark Knight Rises. Batman's got to uh, go and get a particular villain. Rather than just chucking the scarecrow in again, why not put someone in there that most people would recognize?
0: There's a. There's the stereotypical Guido we've been waiting for. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hmm, that, that cop's decided to get new glasses. I guess the lenses didn't work out. He's gone for red ones this time.
0: I do think this is probably the best looking costume design. Hmm. And I kind of always like the story's premise of, you know, somebody...
2: It's quite simple, but it's good, I think. trying to assassinate Gordon. I don't know about you, but... This Alfred doesn't work out for me, to be honest. I don't think he's quite got it. I don't think so either. I don't know if it's the writing or the actor, but it doesn't quite work. I don't think the voice matches the
0: the animation at all. Yeah. Scratch David McCallum off the list of ever playing Alfred. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think out of yeah, this is also one of the best stories. So I think out of the six, you've pretty much got two or three that are that are really good. I think.
0: Yeah, I, I think yeah, they're really good. I think a lot of them kind of borderline on just like that, that average
2: or weak. Even some of them. Yeah. First one, it's the weakest easily. I think.
0: Because I think all of them have a moment that is is really good um but I, I some of them are p- poorly paced i think i just I just overall i think it's you know there this is one of them this dead chat story is one that's really stands out yeah and and that's really i think because it's just it's it's kind of a typical story that we're used to and and it works
1: There's the old train. Mm -hmm. That's a native thing of Chicago.
0: Well, now it's native of Gotham. (laughs) I'm glad that they actually had Batman drifting because if he could keep up with the train, (laughs) (laughs) that would have been a problem.
2: Yeah, Alfred could have done a little bit better with the uh, ops there. I've only just noticed a train coming in the other direction. Okay.
1: It definitely is all about the theatrics. Yeah. This
0: is definitely...
2: Yeah, I never realized you could punch a bullet and, and stop it by doing that. <laughs> <laughs> especially, something, especially something coming from a sniper rifle. Yeah. That I must admit, I don't think they really knew what to do there. <laughs> I'm gonna punch it. <laughs> Does Deadshot usually wear all that armor over his head and everything? Uh, yeah. Hmm.
0: He's kind of, you know, he honestly kind of, Deadshot kind of looks like, uh, Hush. In a lot of yeah. variations, just armor instead of bandages.
2: He's a terrible shot with that gun on his uh, arm.
0: Yeah, compared to... Compared to a sniper with the sniper rock. rifle.
1: Uh, that cape gets in the way now. Almost yanked him off the train. Didn't
0: he throw three? Yeah. <laughs> Good. Glad Batman got hit. Story over. That's it.
2: It just would be ridiculous to have Deadshot shooting at him point blank and not hit him. Yeah. yeah. Especially since the guy. It's a little
1: Especially ridiculous. The, best marksman marksman. In the
2: world.
0: <laughs> I think it's a little ridiculous that Batman is. Just running straight after the best sparksman in the world, but.
2: I'm not sure how you can jump on a moving train and stay in the same area without, you know, the train going on without you but hey whatever
0: I have to admit that would be quite terrifying (laughs) if my head was (laughs) (laughs) those eyes weird looking aren't they it almost looks like he's you know he's using the sonar
2: got, like, fish eyes.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, most train tunnels are, don't have really tall ceilings.
2: Because there's not really a need for it. Yeah. It's convenient for fighting on top of. But she... Was Mayor Manning the guy that Bruce was playing golf with earlier? The one who um, got shot by a dead shot.
0: I don't think so. I don't know. Why was his dad wearing that hat and that photo? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that bothers me. And why
2: Why is it that his parents are separate? Yeah. Why does he keep them right by the TV? It's a very old place to have it.
0: He probably spends more time watching their photographs than watching the television. <laughs> Alfred's quite built as well.
2: Yeah. You're saying, like like, that, saying uh, Michael Caine's like like, not built? <laughs> <laughs>
0: well.
1: Not like that. <laughs>
0: Uh, very typical way it's, to... It's,
1: it's it's almost like the uh, Earth-1 Alfred.
2: Oh, yeah. I think that ending looks really cheap. It's Let's very... just z- zoom it's... in on the bat signal.
0: Yeah, it's kind of stereotypical.
2: As you said, Dustin, I think it was you, Dustin, you said that other ending from the other story where he runs off would have been way better. Yeah.
1: It's the one where he uh, he basically dives off and he says... And Gordon's like, "Oh well, come on, give me your hand." He's like, "Oh, maybe next time." And then he runs. He winks and he runs off. That would have been a much better ending. Well,
0: you know, there's
1: then staring up at the bat signal.
0: There's a theory that, like, uh, well, this actually has more to do, I guess, with the first story that it's told backwards because Christopher Nolan's Memento was told backwards, so they were trying to connect the two, well, apparently. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Right.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Alright, so overall thoughts I thought this movie was uh, it's it's alright if you you don't think about it as a uh, bridge between Batman Begins and The Dark Knight, you just watch it as watch for what it is instead of what you think it could be Um, it's not not that bad I'm not a big fan of anime so I can't really say I really like the animation because I really don't I think Kevin Conroy's voice, for the most part, did not match up. I don't think it. But at the same time, you you gotta think to yourself, okay, so who else was voicing Batman around this time? Well, we had
0: Reno Romano, and that was it. Well, we also Didn't, we we had Jeremy Sisto also. That's <laughs> right, from, yeah. yeah oh.
1: I don't see that happening either. <laughs> <laughs> so I I think uh, I think Kevin Conroy did a good job for what for what he had. I think he did a decent job of changing the tone of his voice for the different types of stories that were being told and the different animation style that was being shown as well. I think overall my favorite one was probably the last one just because I think the animation was was much better than the other ones. I don't think the story was that great. I think this, as far as story-wise, I like the one with the gadgets. I think that one was pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's not that bad of a movie when I mean, you look at it by itself.
2: Yeah, for me, it's um, also all right. You know, I've, on the podcast, I've sometimes defended it, but I mostly do that because I think there are some excellent moments that a lot of people just forget about and dismiss. Um, but there are definitely a few things in here that I think should have been done differently. Um, it needed a bit of focus from the start on what it was going to be. It needed... Um, a bit more consistency with the characters and the designs um, but there are some excellent story moments here and uh, some, there is I think some excellent animation in parts so that's why I think it's about a three out of five film for me
0: yeah I would agree I think you know the first time I watched this I had uh, kind of a big problem with it but it's kind of interesting that each time I watch this movie I think it, it gets better at times and I think it gets worse I think one of the the, con- the lack of consistency I think in some acts, it, aspects makes it a little more innovative and fresher, but I think down the road it, it kind of hurts it more. But I do like that the film kind of gives us you know these really different interpretations of Batman because um, I think it kind of expresses that versatility of the character. I don't really try to compare it to anything else because I think it, it kind of has to stand on its own as its own thing. It's not nearly... I don't think it's as good as the bruce tim stuff i don't think it's as good as the batman beyond movie or under the red hood but i th- I do think it's it's pretty good i think some of the voice acting is uh suspect um but i i think it if if it would have distanced itself from from the nolan stuff i think maybe this movie wouldn't have been so disliked at the time
1: all right so overall decent movie Uh, We hope you enjoyed this commentary. As we get to the end of the credits, we're going to sign off. So we'll see you guys next time for the next commentary. This is
2: Dustin. This is Nick.
0: And this is Zach.
2: We'll see you guys next time. Stay safe, San Diego.
0: Take care. Batman,
2: is, is, is Batman's eyes look really weird? Yeah.
0: That movie is not very good. <laughs> Why didn't you say that? Because <laughs> I, I just keep thinking about it now. It's, it's kind of bad. Yeah. I, I don't know.
2: It is not a great film. I don't
1: particularly like it. I can't stand anime. Like, when I found out this was gonna be anime, I was just dreading that, despite the fact of uh, all the other rumors that it was gonna be this great bridge between the two.